Dottie West, last time I saw him. Uh, Diana Ross did that song. She got a number one out of it. Hmm. Dottie West did the original. She only made it to number eight. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we, got a, we got a gang in here today. Yeah. I, I don't know. A gaggle. Lock the doors. <laughs> Sorry. What yeah, happens when they don't? I know. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Visiting Nurse Association back in the house. Good morning. It's Kathy Raymond from there Lake Sunapee Region VNA and Hospice uh, for our Home Care Matters segment. And I'm going to be on the air briefly and turn it over to the experts. Which, which one's the expert, Grace or Amy? Both of them. Oh, okay. Amy, really? Two experts. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Grace Rapetti is our music therapist and is part of our hospice program because we music is a very powerful tool for coping and healing. And so she's here. We'll share a little more about that. I like this. You and I get stressed. We get her to come in. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Music for us yeah. Show us yeah. It'll yeah. reduce just, your just stress. I'm liking this. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Wait till you hear her voice. And then Amy Ledwell has a, had a fairly recent experience with hospice with her mother, and she really wanted to kind of share what that meant to them, What you know, a little bit about that personally that she went through. And music was a big part of it. So I am so happy they're here. Amy is uh, came up from the Boston area, so kudos to her. I'm going to let Amy take my seat and take my mic and let the experts talk about this, and I'm going to just enjoy how did, it. How did it get to be your seat and your mic? Well, wow. like, I said, <laughs> like I said, hey, she's comfortable I'll, doing I'm it. The guest. She's amazing. We'll so, be right back so, with Kathy and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Watch out. Wow. All right. Yeah, right. So, the match up. I'm going to play me a song. I need to, I'm stressing. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> so I will let Amy sit down, and Good. and then they can you know start the conversation. Let Amy sit in my chair. In your chair. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's your chair. Thank you, Kathy. Oh. Uh, How are you? Good. I feel so privileged. Wow. <laughs> We're fighting over you. This yeah. is great. <laughs> Woo! Can't wait to tell my husband about that. <laughs> Use Matt's name, not mine. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> So this is the amazing Amy Ledwell, um, and I got to meet her um, by getting to meet her mother, who was somebody I will remember forever. She was a patient on our services, and just an incredible woman, art teacher, extraordinaire, had a heart that you could that just filled the room. Um, and such an amazing woman. I mean, she she was battling ALS, but she was the type of person where you look so far past the illness that she had because she had such a resilient spirit. Um, and Amy is joining us today, which is so special because we don't often get to have the take of a family member and what the experience was like from your perspective. So thank you so much for joining us today. It's an honor to be here. We had such an amazing experience, all thanks to Lake Sunapee VNA. And I'm just really pleased to be able to have the opportunity to pay it forward. Mm. You know, you, you mentioned that. Um, is there a difference of how you see somebody in hospice as opposed to how she sees somebody in hospice? Oh, I think absolutely. Um, because when you're losing somebody really close to you, it's going to be a traumatic experience and all of the senses are going to be heightened. For me, 
I know what I'm going into when I'm going into it, which life doesn't often afford you that knowledge. Um, but I at least have some preparation and knowledge of what I can be expecting. Whereas this, you know, I don't know, this could have been a first for Amy. Losing a mom is one of the hardest things you have to go through, mm -hmm. you know, so it's it's very different. Yeah. And, and yeah, she's at a remove, you weren't, so. That's why you can see things differently. That's right. And I think when you're in a terminal disease process, in my mom's case, it was ALS. So it was a neurological <clears throat> disease where the muscles are wasting. So you're watching the person lose their abilities, either physical or cognitive. In my mom's case, it was all physical. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Um, I may be skipping ahead, but by the mm -hmm. time she passed, the, the grief is, was sort of unexpected in that I had really realized that I had been losing parts of her along the way. And so... Has that been a long time coming? And so when the finality happened, yeah, yeah, she got... It was probably a two and a half year process. Um, so when the event took place and she actually passed, certainly it was <clears throat> difficult and mm. devastating and heartbreaking, but it was also sort of relieving and in a very weird way, almost beautiful, mm -hmm. if I can mm. use that term, um, because she was so peaceful and had been struggling so much um, the closer she got to passing. Mm -hmm. And yet the hospice team prepped us and, and really helped um, the conversations around the acceptance and around somewhat what to expect. But I think the big thing that I reflect on is that <clears throat> it was a chance to really take a step back and think about what kind of memories we were creating mm. um, in those last few months and weeks when we had the hospice, um, which I hadn't thought about prior to them stepping in. I was so concerned with what's going to happen, what do I do if this, if she starts mm. choking, if she falls down the stairs, if she does, you know, any of those horrific things that you imagine, and not really taking as full an opportunity to just be with her and to just, mm. if she knows the danger. So if she was gonna fall, she was gonna fall. And maybe conscious or unconscious, that was her decision and her purview to, you know, maybe she might've thought that would have been better to whatever she had pictured the end being. In the end, it never, nothing horrific happened, and it just sort of happened all naturally. But that opportunity to um, really be more intentional about how we spend the time, how we find ways for her to communicate, and so forth. It gave you options that you didn't have before That's to right. allow yourself to think exactly. and to accept these things. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely saw Amy accepting the full experience and doing it with a fearlessness as well as Tecla and also being able to utilize all of our services in ways that was really profound. Like you would know, okay, I think now would be a good time for chaplaincy. Now would be a good time for music. And um, whereas it's not very common, there were times where you said, okay, today would be the day were for you to come. I think we really need you today. And, you know, it didn't matter if it was a snowstorm, if it was a Sunday, I'd be there. You know, I would I would come and be there because I knew that that was what you guys needed. Now, see, I'm kind of curious. I understand why she's there. Yes. Okay? But you plug yourself in and mm -hmm. plug yourself out like a guitar. Mm -hmm. Okay, you just <laughs> sure. take a guitar, plug it in, hey, yeah. I'm here, and then you unplug it and you go away. Mm. How do you, how do you mm. check in emotionally mm. and check out emotionally oh that's a really really good question so when you work in hospice regardless of what your services that you're providing you have to have really really good professional boundaries you know because you can't bring something home from your personal life into the visit and you can't bring something from the visit to your personal life. It's almost as if you're changing clothes. You're still you, but you have to really go in with the right mindset and be able to compartmentalize. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does, mm -hmm. um, but it's easy to say. A little yes. more difficult to implement. That's true. And, you know, I find that there are patients that I remember forever. And, like, Tecla is one of the patients that I remember forever. And I think about her often. And I think about some of the beautiful occurrences that happened um, with her. And every time I play a certain style of music, it reminds me of Tecla because Amy and Tecla would say, hey, do you know this song? Could you learn this for next week? And and then now I use this song all the time and, and it's like I feel Tecla's spirit and I see her dancing every time I play these songs. You know, so I think I think I just I find a way to incorporate the spirit of the person as I move along. You know, but you really do have to keep like, um, you have to keep your boundaries. Uh, you know, especially when you're, you know, when you're working professionally. I, I just find it interesting that you've been exposed to people that you, through the job that you otherwise would not have been introduced to. Totally. And now they're part of your who you are. Absolutely, and and you meet people from every walk of life, from every walk of life too, and and you get this very special window into a world and and it's not a normal time either it's a heightened time as we talked about before you know so you see you see a lot of emotion and you see the good and the bad but you see the beauty and in this situation you really saw the beauty um in my mom's case so she had als it started with her um mouth so i think that's a bulbar form of uh, als where the muscles around your lips and your mouth start uh, deteriorating and so speech gets affected swallowing gets affected and then eventually in my mom's case the the um what do you call it your arms and legs um sort of came a lot later but so when we started hospice and we found out that there was music therapy you know my mom was as grace said she was an art teacher but she was a lover of all things mm-hmm life and color and art um she loved to garden she was really into music she'd sort of dance around you know whenever she could and so when we found out about music therapy i didn't really know what to expect but everybody kept saying wait till you meet grace <laughs> she has a voice like an angel she can play anything she'll learn anything 
And so when she first came, I remember she just, the minute she walked through the door, her presence just sort of felt like very comforting and very healing. And you sort of knew, okay, we're in good hands and whatever happens, mom is just gonna like have the best day ever. And (laughs) so um, I was asking my mom, you know, what kind of, music do you like what do you what do you remember what are you in the mood for and she just was always agreeable to pretty much anything and so she'd say I don't know via her speaking app on her Mm -hmm. phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then I remembered I sort of had this quick memory of when I was a kid she loved to listen to we had all the billboard uh, top hits or whatever Mm -hmm. from the doo-wop era and so I started saying to Grace, like, I don't know what some of the songs are, but like, let's go to the hop and mm-hmm. wake up little Susie mm-hmm. and all those yeah. songs. And my mom just was like with her hands and her eyes, she was really lighting up. And I was like, and Grace lit up and I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be <laughs> like, we're in for a ride. <laughs> right? you, you got something out of it, too. Yes. I, I, so, so fun. I so clearly remember like playing the song that maybe we'll be able to play for you. I don't know if we have time, but we're going to. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes. But I remember just Amy and her mom sitting together, like holding each other and just dancing together like they're at the hop, just bopping to this together. Sitting on the couch because mom was yeah. pretty immobile at that yeah. point. But Can you yeah. do smoke on the water? Smoke oh, on the yeah, water. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Fire in the sky. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, tell you what. Hold that note. Okay. We have to take a break. Then we're going to come back, and I want to hear what sure. you, what you're going to do. Absolutely. All right. You want to warm up your coffee? Come on back. Join <laughs> us. We'll be right back. Here we go. All right. Grace Rapetti has been uh, prepping now. Yes, that's yeah, right. <laughs> you just look so relaxed. And, and oh, Amy you. was right. You do have a presence. Oh, When you, you walked in, it's like, mm-hmm. is my tie straight? Is she up? What? Ooh. What, I, I got to be on my best behavior. What, what? No. No, you have a presence. Yes. You do. You know, I think that's a part of it, too, is you have to learn how to build rapport fast. You know, how how do you go into a place where, you, you know, you're meeting people for the first time and you're sharing all of these, like, very personal experiences together? That's, yeah. that's a skill that you build with time. There's something that I noticed immediately, which was definitely true with you, and I think most of the people that came from hospice was when they walk in the door, they look at you and they ask a question and they hold the space and they're Mm. not fiddling with their phone and doing stuff they're really paying attention Mm. to you Mm -hmm. and there's something very disarming Mm. and Mm. unexpected about that because it doesn't happen that often when Mm. you really think about it all right. Mm, All right. Well, uh, everybody's been giving you a buildup. Oh gosh! Come on. I want, <laughs> okay. I want to hear. Okay. So, so absolutely. So, let me just say real fast. So, you think about hospice. You think about songs. Sometimes you would think about the slow and the peaceful, which there is absolutely a place for that. Mm-hmm. But as as Amy was mentioning before, Tekla was a lo- you know had a love for 
the rock and roll, the the songs that you could really dance to. And as a music therapist, you're not just thinking music for music's sake. You're thinking, how can I use this music to work on non-musical goals? And for Tekla, it was providing her a sense of agency and control, you know, that maybe her body at that point wasn't affording her, but her cognitively was just so wanting to get out. So how can I give her the choices? Tekla, today, do you want to hear, you know, Wake Up Little Susie, or do you want to hear Dream, Dream, Dream? Which which one do you want to hear? You know, and then also just the uplift in mood. Those were my two goals with her, mm. providing a sense of agency and control, uplift in mood, and bonding within the family. So so we'll think about that as we as we sing. And if you'd like to sing with me, Amy, Amy sometimes takes a um a real active approach, which is awesome. Okay, so Grace let's see. knows the words. I need a little help. So she's pulling that up. Yep. Yep. Okay, let's see. All right, here we go. It's right here. If you just want to scroll up. <clears throat> wake up, little Susie, wake up. together that's right here man, we oh are <laughs> we're hitting the town now <laughs> and, and so you were doing that with your mom and yeah. just grooving and having oh a ball oh my god mm-hmm. she so she you know couldn't speak very much and her saliva is all gurgling in her throat and her hands are weak but yeah she would just sit there rocking and rolling and i'm telling you i think you came once a week but that joy just spilled over into the day and if we were having any you know conversations where there was resistance about mom we need to think about this or we need to start putting this in place grace would come and it was just sort of like yeah whatever okay you know it just sort of really produced 
some grease, and um, mm. it was really helpful. Oh, thank well, you very well, much. Well, practice, you could be pretty good. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> no, that was really good. I appreciate that. So is, is music, now, uh, both of us have come up through radio mm-hmm. as, as, mu- as disc jockeys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we get music. Um, you probably love and, music. And, well, yeah. yeah. Um, but to us, music is a common denominator. Mm-hmm. in people's lives oh yes do you find that your music therapy is a common denominator for everybody absolutely okay. so it doesn't matter who i'm meeting what age when i go in and i figure out what their favorite music is that immediately builds a bridge you know they might see me and think oh okay so she's in her mid to late 30s i, I ethnically I'm ambiguous i don't know like, mid to late 30s yes I had, I had you like early 20s oh my well thank you very wow. much but- wow but you know you you look at somebody and you have preconceived notions right sure. but but the second they say I like Merle Haggard, and you say, "Oh, okay." Like, which Merle Haggard song oh, would you want? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then we bust into Oki from Muskogee, yeah. yeah. and then it's like we're friends. It's like we immediately know each other, and there's a common bridge that we build together. Yeah. And there's nothing, frankly, I don't know anything other than music that can do that that fast. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, do you do this a lot? Yes, this really? is my full-time job. Really? Yes, this is my full-time job. And then I, I, I gig, um, I have a band um, up in Norwich, Vermont, called the Tricksters, and, and we gig uh, together, and I do solo gigs. So I get kind of my performance chops. I keep them, you know, handy. Wow. Um, but my whole life, uh, I've just been a sponge for music and all kinds of music. You and have to be. You have yeah. to be, and and that's that's what allows you know you to walk into a room and say, okay, Amy, what kind of what kind of music does your mom want today? You know, and it could be anything from Eva Cassidy to Elvis. You know, yeah. and and you got to be able to. And see that, and with me, it's country, it's it's rock and roll, yes. it's Sinatra, yes. uh, it's like you go wherever. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and. It, music, especially when it's your favorite music, it hits you where you're well. And it doesn't matter if you're sick. It doesn't matter e- even if you're towards the end of your life. Music reaches that place where you're well. And we can connect with that together. If people want more information on hospice, mm-hmm. where do they go? Okay, so Lake Sunapee Region, VNA. If you go to our website, you can find out all about hospice. Um, and then if you Google the number, you just can call anytime and then they'll connect you to the right person. Kathy, am I saying it right? Is there anything else I should add? Nope, good. Okay, all right, <laughs> good. I think it's lakesunapevna.org. Perfect, thank yeah, see, you, we don't you see know. It. Yeah, I, can, I contributed. <laughs> yes, you did, yes, you did. Wow, All right. Um, that was wonderful. Thank and, you. And the fact that you have uh, somebody here that can say, oh yeah, I saw and I got to enjoy, so it wasn't just for mom, you got something out of it as well. Oh, huge, huge. Yeah. I mean, it has, It ha- I just was telling Grace last week, I think that experience has everything to do with why I have mostly great memories from that time as opposed to horrific. Mm. Yeah, wow. Uh, Amy, thank you for coming in. You're welcome. Grace, Thanks thank for you, thank me. you, thank you. My pleasure. Don't be a stranger. Oh, absolutely not. With her yeah. with the guitar, come on in. <laughs> okay, All sounds right. good.